You're listening to the New Story Podcast from New Story Church in Kansas City. To learn more about New Story Church, visit our website at www.newstory.church. Welcome to another Leadership Roundtable. Uh, my name is Jeremy. You guys probably know me, and you probably know this guy here as well, one of our pastors, Dennis, and we also have Josh Van Zyl. Introduce you in the first one, but in case people didn't watch that first one, who, who are you? What do you yeah, do? I, I've been coming to New Story for uh, 10 years or more now, and uh, I work with our financial team, and I help with some of our ownership and, and uh, our serve tour and help with a couple of other areas as well. Not little areas, but just... <laughs> Normal areas. Normal, yeah. normal areas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as part of our next steps here at, at the church, we're having a few of these discussions go a little deeper on subjects we believe need a little bit more explanation. And step two in our next steps is the establishment of deacons. Uh, and you can find more on, on this, uh, of what we say on this in the write-up to the step above this video. Uh, but we want an opportunity to discuss a couple things more fully, uh, like why we don't have deacons now, what's our position on women serving in with the title of deacon, uh, thing, things like that. So start off with the question, uh, what's, what's the purpose of deacons in the church? Um, people probably hear that term all the time, like, oh yeah, pastor, deacon, what's, what's the point? I think the best picture were the original deacons that were picked out um, they were having a problem where some widows and orphans weren't getting food the way they were supposed mm-hmm. to, and they realized that it was a big burden on uh, the pastors to be able to try and figure all this stuff out and plan <laughs> out the logistics of these things. And there were qualified men who were able to, to take care of those things, qualified people in the church to help with that. And so they originally selected uh, some men out of their their group of people mm-hmm. to be able to make sure that they were getting served. Yeah. And the big purpose in my mind is to enable the pastors and other leaders to focus on the spiritual side of things mm-hmm. while the, the deacons can focus on some of the more physical aspect of yeah. things that are still super important, yeah. um, but Very maybe so. just not the, uh, the main focal point of some of the pastors and leaders of the church. Yeah. And I think the uh, emphasis there, in fact, uh, the word from which uh, we get our English word deacons is uh, basically, <laughs> we were talking about transliteration and Basically, it means service, Mm -hmm. uh, that deacons serve. And that's why we uh, see deacons as servant leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, There are specific areas in which they serve and uh, they lead. They have responsibilities. And uh, and oftentimes here at New Story, they they train volunteers and they, they... have budgets and spend money, and mm-hmm. and so they're in particular uh, positions to give us that direction. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and like you said, you know, the meeting the um, temporal or physical needs is a lot of a lot of a lot of the service aspect of it, but um, not unique. Not only that, but uh, the kind of primary role of an elder pastor is meeting the spiritual needs, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. You know that that whole idea. Um, and it's hard um, outside of, say, you, you know, you have a group of 15 people. Sure, we can do it. Um, but even one or two pastors for, say, a couple hundred people, it's, it's an insurmountable task. And that leads to a lot of burnout. It leads to a lot of um, pastors being isolated. It leads to a lot of things that are unhealthy processes for pastors um, and elders. And so uh, that's what deacons are, are primarily there for um, and assisting in that way. Um, and we're talking about this, how stinking important they are. 
why don't we have them now? It's a good question. I think uh, there's a few steps or, or circumstances that kind of led to this. Um, we have a lot of people who are serving in our church in other areas, and we uh, rolled out some new ministries like small groups, and we really realized that a lot of our small group leaders were duplicating some of the um, tasks of deacons, and we really mm-hmm. felt like um, they could serve in the place of deacons. Um, and I, I think it was really well-intentioned, um, but especially with some of our governing documents, we uh, didn't take into account the full implications of, yeah. of that change and what it could mean. Um, so we do want to prescribe, and I think we are prescribing to what the Bible describes mm-hmm. of having deacons and mm-hmm. an office that's an important to a church to have. Um, but right now we just call them small group leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other areas of our church too that the small group leaders aren't in charge of you know, mowing the grass or uh, some of the other physical aspects of our building and, and uh, of our body um, or people who aren't in a small group right now. And so because of that, there are some areas that um, there is still a need and an importance for a group of people um, to serve as deacons. Now, I see the uh, uh, a lot of our community connections. We have actually a, a, a person on our staff that uh, leads uh, in that community connection aspect. And uh, that was one of the areas that uh, deacons had bits and pieces. And so we want to be efficient in our ministry uh, and being able to, uh, without having to go through a lot of of details and red tape, Mm -hmm. to be able to meet needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. so we've developed a process by which we can meet those needs more efficiently and so uh, just by the nature of the case and well we had deacons doing this and we had somebody you mentioned you know where we got different people trying to do the same job and think about that in your if he had a business and you were doing that (laughs) you your organization chart needs adjustment yeah um yeah, there, there was, uh, like you said, just a lot of implications to it that um, we didn't, we didn't fully complete the process through. I don't think, um, and that's that's on on us as, and we own that, and we want to uh, kind of move forward in a little bit more organized and uh, in a way that's going to be helpful to to all of us, the church body as a whole. Um, so there, there's obviously a lot of discussion um, around. Um, Deacons around elders when it comes to women in those roles, um, it's it's a it's a good conversation to have in the church. We should have that and talk about it. Um, have a conviction. Have have a position where you're at. Um, and I know there may be people that that are asking what's what's New Story's position of women serving in the, with the title of deacon. Um, and so I I'll read off our position. And we can kind of discuss some of the important nuances to to that. Um, we believe that men and women can and should hold the office of deacon in our church, with the focus being on character first and the mutable characteristics second. Our constitution, as it stands before uh, revisions, uses non-gender specific language intentionally, but is something we will be clear about going forward. Um, so that's, that's kind of New Story's position that we would take. Um, what, what feedback, what nuances do we need to add, add to that? 
Yeah, I think historically, uh, you probably would have looked back and say that we don't allow women mm -hmm. to serve as deacons because, uh, at least for the time that I've been here, we yeah. haven't had any women nominated or any right. women serving in that role. So I think that there can be some confusion and say, right. oh, our constitution is exactly. not specific, <laughs> but there was maybe some unwritten or some mm -hmm. social expectations there mm -hmm. about women not serving in that role. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, like you mentioned, it's it's good for us to address it head on and, and being upfront about it. You know, if we're going to take that position where women shouldn't be in this role, we shouldn't try to cover it up or just have it be a, <laughs> right. uh, there's an unwritten rule and we know it, but um, you know, because it's not specific and because of what the Bible says, I think it's important mm -hmm. that we give women the opportunity to be in this role and to be able to uh, use the gifts that God's yeah. given them to be able to serve the church. Yeah, yeah. You know, women uh, serving in church is, is kind of, a, <laughs> if we didn't have women serving in the church, we would be in in a really in a, in a, yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah. so that uh, uh, women are, very capable to serve in numerous ways. And uh, uh, again, just using that serving in ways, mm -hmm. that's the idea of a deacon, mm -hmm. a servant leader. And mm -hmm. they uh, lead several ministries that uh, really uh, define us as a, yeah. uh, a church that wants to see lives transformed. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, I, I would encourage you to check out step four of this process as well. We have a discussion that goes a little bit further on on um, kind of elder pastor leadership uh, with Ashley Berry. I encourage you to, to check that out as well. Um, but in, important along with this, uh, we don't just want to share a position. Um, the importance is that uh, we ground our positions in the Word of God. That is our authority. Um, so Dennis, I'd ask you, how did we arrive at that that position? Well, as we looked at uh, the New Testament, we're seeing in there the idea of serving, which goes all the way through the gospel accounts, mm -hmm. and especially in the epistles from which we get much of our theology of how we do church. Mm -hmm. and, epistles uh, being like letters, right? Yeah, the, the letters, letters that yeah. uh, were written to specific churches or individuals. Mm -hmm. that, like, for example, in the pastoral epistles, we just... Mm -hmm finished a series on that, that uh, uh, Paul wrote uh, Titus and the two uh, letters to Timothy, two individuals who were helping them develop their churches in mm -hmm. Ephesus and Crete respectively. And the passage in 1 Timothy chapter 3 deals with uh, elders or overseers, mm -hmm. but also it talks about deacons. And uh, in the in the middle of that, it talks about women. And there's a specific passage, and uh, as you deal with the, uh, you know, what what does that mean? Well, there's only two possibilities for that word. One is wives, and the other is women. Well, the uh, and if you get into the the commentaries and all the experts. Uh, the idea of wives there is usually a, a lesser held position that looking at women. And again, if you look at both men and women, the issue is uh, of gender is actually a minor distinction. Mm -hmm. The emphasis there is the uh, character and quality. You mentioned that earlier, Jeremy, that uh, uh, it doesn't matter so much about gender, although there are some distinctions, a, little, mm -hmm. a few little differences. 
that uh, uh, just being a certain gender does not assure that you're going to be a good yeah. servant, uh, yeah. that uh, uh, there must be uh, the spiritual qualifications and the character issues mm-hmm. uh, uh, clarified before somebody would be considered for any type of service. Yeah. We also find in uh, in the, the last of the book uh, to the Romans, as Paul wrote to the Roman Christians, uh, we find a particular woman, Phoebe, and she is specifically called a servant or a deacon. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, there's evidence in the uh, in New Testament that uh, there were women serving and they were recognized as servants, and so uh, I don't. There's no uh, biblical uh, limitation yeah. on that uh, that you know women just mm-hmm. can't serve. Yeah, um, and that the First Timothy passage and then a couple other. Um, uh, passages are are above in this in this description. You can read those if you'd like to check it out yourself or have questions. Feel free to reach out to. Um, what's what's important to note is is this that this is something that um, I know people who deeply love Jesus, love His church, and are faithfully preaching the gospel uh, differ on. And for that reason, you'll never hear me or any any of us um, slander anyone on account of that. That would land in a different position. This is not something held in a closed hand. It's a matter. It's not as, as a matter of the gospel. It's not a matter of the gospel. This is not an essential of the faith, but it's a personal conviction um, that we believe the Bible teaches and isn't worth separation over as much as we have the ability to. Um, so that's a really important uh, aspect of this. I want I want to bring out because you may visit churches and will likely visit churches that don't hold the same position that that we would here. Um, any any last thoughts on on any of that? No, I don't have anything else. No, I think that uh, uh, just as you would look at news story, uh, you know, if somebody comes in and says, "Well, do you have women deacons?" My response that was, "We, if we have women as deacons, they're spiritually uh, and uh, uh, qualified and to fit that. Uh, uh, if we." We don't have spiritually qualified men. We're not going to right. elect just to right. uh, to fill a position. That uh, exactly. that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, well, thank you guys again for joining in this leadership roundtable, um, and thank you for listening. If you if you stayed through the 15 minutes or so, however long it is, um, I encourage you to check out uh, all the leadership discussions in step one and step four as well. Um, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you at the next one.